In the last family vacationer for the year 2020, we finally, finally look forward to 2021. Special guest Stacy Cabell of Star Stuff Travel stops by to talk about travel in the new year and what it might look like. Episode 33 starts now. Welcome to the Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny. Rob and Danny. The go-to podcast for families on the move. Happy holidays, friends. I'm Rob. And I'm Danny, and this is episode 33 of the Family Vacationer. So we don't really need to tell anyone in our listening audience how much of a dumpster fire 2020 has been. <laughs> well, you know, for most of us, this year has been a, a challenge personally and professionally. And at the time of this recording, COVID-19 infection rates are surging across the U.S. and around the world. Now, for some, it may be a difficult time to talk travel, and we totally understand that. But with vaccines on the horizon and a population that's been forced to stay in one place, many for months, travel will return. That's right. And notice we didn't use the term normal. So it's not really a question of when travel will get back to what we remember pre-pandemic. Some of the things that we remember about traveling may not ever be the same, and that's okay. It's more of a question of what things will look like going forward. Now, we don't have a crystal ball and there's still a ton of moving parts. Uh, the vaccine distribution, effectiveness, the solvency of travel-related businesses, availability of flights, price, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. These are all things that'll be tough if not impossible to predict. However, we can look at where we're at now and make some predictions based on the best information that we have. So to help us do that and to give us a glimpse of what it's been like to own a travel agency during the pandemic, we welcome Stacy Cabell of Star Stuff Travel back to the program. Well, Stacy, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. So we could say a lot about 2020. I think the word dumpster fire has been uh, bandied about, but uh, it would be an understatement to say that the travel industry has been hit hard. But now we have several vaccines that are in the pipeline and there's hope for the travel world for 2021. But I'm curious and I want our listeners to hear your perspective. I can't even imagine, you know, just being a travel agent, it's been difficult. But can you talk a little bit about what it's like to be the owner of a travel agency during a pandemic? I absolutely can. And uh, really, I would be completely lying if I didn't first off say that it was absolutely the most challenging year of my life, not just as an owner, you know, of an agency, but in general, obviously, you know, we watched a lot of our agents scramble to assist clients, reschedule their trips, sometimes not just once or not just twice, but three and four times, you know, around the clock. I think that with so much uncertainty, it was very tough for me as an owner to feel like I could really assure the agents that everything was going to work out in the end. You know, it was a, a little scary, but on the same hand, it was probably one of the most beautiful years of my life because I watched the dedication of our agents, people like you working 24 hours a day, really fully committing to their clients. And really providing like a, a huge dedication to their passion, which is obviously the travel industry. So, you know, yes, I could definitely curse and need to be maybe bleeped out a little bit on your show about I don't 2020. Have, I don't have one of those buttons, so don't don't do that. <laughs> so instead, I'd rather talk oh, no. about how beautiful it was, because really, 
there was some amazing things that came from it and, you know, watching you guys just really work so hard for everybody was quite beautiful. Well, and I have to give you tons of credit because you uh, did a wonderful job of, of rallying the troops and, and providing us education. And I think if there's one good thing that comes out of this year, it's all the educational opportunities that travel agents have had to learn about different destinations. And it's not like we didn't do that before. Yeah. But this year we've had extra time to, to learn more about the destination. So, so that's one good thing to come out of it. You were kind of forced to learn about the destinations and right. all the extra safety precautions and everything. Yes. You actually set up just last week, a beautiful week where we got to learn about tons of different places. I'm actually working on my Hawaii specialist uh, right now. So, well, not right now, oh, but yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. That's really, you know, going to be a great destination for people that are not ready to, you know, say, leave the country. And, you know, Hawaii is doing a phenomenal job and they're very, very strict on having travelers come in and they're really following a very, very good regimen. So um, I'm excited for that. I'm glad to hear that you're, you're doing that. I am. It's it's also one of the f one of four states that I have yet to to travel to. So uh, again, this uh, year you got to change that. Yeah, I know. Well, this year, you know, you start thinking about your bucket list, and it's like, you know, if if not soon, then when? So I definitely want to get there. But let's look forward to 2021. Let's put 2020 in the rear view. What's what are your general thoughts on what travel is going to be like in 2021? You know what? As far as 2021, I feel very optimistic. You know, symbolically, a new year just seems to bring a clean slate, I would say. You know, every year, everybody's like, you know, making their New Year's resolutions. It's a clean slate. It's a start over. So I think it's going to bring just that type of mentality. And as far as travel, you know, every every day, destinations, resorts, and transportation, they're, they're all more learning increased safety and health precautions. And we're really at the agency seeing many bookings for the upcoming year of 2021. So I, I will say I'm very optimistic about it. And it's right around the corner, which is nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. <laughs> you know, there seems to be a popular thought out there right now that we're going to see some crazy travel deals next year. So do you think this is really a, a realistic expectation or is it really just going to depend on where you're wanting to go and how? You know what? That's a great question. And I think it's almost like a trick question because honestly, I personally believe myself that there's going to be an issue with supply and demand mm. because you have to remember so many people postpone their weddings, their honeymoons, mm. their vacations. And yeah. then you have all those people that postponed all of that into 2021. And then you have people that are just tired of being stuck at home. Yeah. And you're going to couple that with limited capacity because, you know, once people really start traveling and even when the vaccine comes out, they're not going to just boom, go right into 100 percent capacity. You're right. still going to have those limits. Mm -hmm. So I feel you're looking at a possible frenzy of grabbing things. So we've already rescheduled a lot of our own guests into 2021. So really trying to push everyone to get their plans booked now for next year 
And you know what? You have nothing to lose. You've got great cancellation and schedule change policies that are really flexible. So I really think that people are thinking travel deals are going to be great, but I really have a feeling you're going to be looking at some supply and demand issues. Well, it sounds a little self-serving, but it it feels like now is the time to book because a lot of these destinations, you know, there's all this uncertainty. So if they, you know, they'll offer some deals right now to, to get some stuff yes. on the books. Correct. Whereas once we get into 2021, what you're talking about, supply and demand is going to have a, uh, you know, you don't want to be on the business end of that. And that seems to to be the where, where we're headed. So it seems like now is the time to get it booked and, and scheduled. A hundred percent. I totally agree. And we're, we're really trying to make that public because, you know, you're not hearing about travel so much in the news or the media. So if you're not in this industry or you're not connected to somebody in this industry, it could be very easy to you know, kind of think, oh, not a lot of people are traveling. So there's going to be a lot of great deals and it's going to be easy to do these, you know, trips like we usually do. So trying to get the word out there. Well, we'll do what we can to get it out there. So let, let's talk about the cruise industry for a minute. We reported on this show uh, earlier about the CDC's no sale order, and it's been replaced by the Framework for Conditional Sailing Order. And that is 40 pages of just fun reading right there. What's your guess? And I know you have no crystal ball, <laughs> but what's your hmm. guess on when we're going to start uh, cruising again? I almost want to plead the fifth on this question. <laughs> I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I, who would have ever thought we would be where we are in December, right? right. You know, I think we had a discussion about traveling and cruising and stuff quite a few months ago, and the answer was probably much different. But because what this crazy year brought us, you know, it's hard to kind of with cruising, it's hard to nail down what you believe. But personally, if I had to throw an answer out there, I believe the itineraries are going to look different when they do first start. They're going to be shorter sailings, maybe three and four days, mm. maybe only going to like their private islands where it's a more contained environment. You're definitely going to have testing that you need to do before you get on board or, you know, maybe you're going to have to show that you've had the vaccination. Uh, who knows? It really is a crystal ball question. You definitely need a crystal ball to answer that. Well, there are some good things that I think are going to come out of this again. Um, like I was reading today, Norwegian is installing a completely different filtration system for the airflow and mm -hmm. the ship. So once people Love do that. step back on a, on a ship, it may look and it may feel a little different. Don't you think? I agree. I totally agree. And I don't think that's going to be that bad so for instance you have you know the buffets we had gone to vegas back in uh, august and you know buffets are huge on cruises and they're huge in vegas yes yeah. so they started where the the staff would stand in front of a shielded glass and you know hand you what you wanted you were not going to get it yourself listen i wish they did this <laughs> 10 years ago. Right. So that's something we're getting that's going to be on a cruise that you know, I will gladly take any day. And I, I'm 
people will. And that is going to look different. But in the same hand, I think many people are going to be happy with those types of changes. Yeah, it's funny, you know, in my work environment, we've changed a lot of things, obviously, as everybody has. There have been a few things that I've looked at the boss and said, you know, when we're back to normal, I actually like this little change better. We did better. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But we're at the point now, though, and, I, and back to what you were saying a while ago, is I think right now with the vaccine so close, everybody's starting to ask the questions like, at what point do we say you don't need mask anymore? And, mm-hmm. you know, how do they gauge who's had it and who has not? And, you know, because there will be people who just say, I don't trust it. I'm not going to take yep. it. And 100%. So I think we're at the point now where we're all starting to try to figure out that how that system is going to look. You know what? I almost feel like this is the stage of when you have a newborn baby and you say, okay, now what? What do we do? You have no clue <laughs> right. what you're in for. You have yeah. no idea what's going to happen. We've made it so far, but really, like you said, we're in this point where we're questioning things and we don't know what's going to happen, even more right. so than ever. Yeah, it's positive. It's a great thing. I, I am yes. the ultimate optimist. I, I really am. And I hate negativity. And so in my mind, we're just this time next year, we're just going to be having, you know, Christmas as usual and everything. So but, hey, uh, I'm going to take yeah. you up on that. Can you <laughs> right please make sure that you host me on this same day in 2021? <laughs> yes. And we can talk about what we talked about last year and laugh about it. 100%. I think that would be incredible. What's really going to yeah. be funny is years down the road, when somebody's playing a commercial from this time and people are wearing masks, you know, yeah, yeah. we're going to think that's so foreign looking, but, you know, being in the middle of it. Yeah, what's yeah. that commercial where they're laughing about leggings back in the 90s? Right. You know? And oh, they'll be laughing. Goodness. Remember that mask we used to wear? <laughs> yes. I, you know what? Sadly, I can't wait for that day. But Me too. Yeah. You're right. We are in a positive. We're in a positive zone. So uh, thank yes, goodness we we're all headed in the right direction. You got it. Yeah. So you, you've made an effort to continue traveling through the pandemic. And, and we've also reported on some things that airlines are doing to make air travel safe. So in, in your travels, did you feel safe through the entire process of traveling, you know, airport to plane or airport to destination? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. Never once did I ever feel in harm's way. And truth be told, and this may sound silly, I felt safer during most of my travels than I did sometimes at my local grocery store, which Mm. is, you know, crazy. But some of these destinations that we travel to out of the country, you know, they're requiring COVID testing and they have hundreds of protocols put in place from the moment you step off the plane. You, you know, you're looking at people wiping down your luggage as it comes off the belt. I mean, a lot of these places are even sanitizing the bottom of your shoes. And I'm not making that up. I'm not kidding. They are literally sanitizing. They have a mat soaked in antibacterial and you are stepping on it. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Um, uh, Speaking about the flights, we have a great article on the Star Stuff Travel website called The Truth About Exposure on a Flight. And I was fascinated by the recent study conducted by the Department of Defense. 
it was actually the most comprehensive study on an aircraft airflow that has ever been conducted in history. So, you know, even before COVID, there's always been, you know, a question about how crazy the air is and the germs and all of that. But it actually determined the risk is almost non-existent of contracting COVID, even during a full flight with the combination of wearing a mask and the constant airflow through high efficiency HEPA filter. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great read. And, you know, even United Airlines has a great video on YouTube educating the public step by step exactly how they personally conducted their study and what their findings were. So, again, it's the same thing. You're not hearing this stuff on the news or the media. Right. And these are, you know, historic studies that have never been done in this kind of complexity before. So. Mm -hmm. I'm so passionate about getting that information out to people because there's such a misconception about, you know, how dirty air flying is right now or in general. And they're really, they're saying that you're safer in a plane with germs than you are in your own home. So I am definitely passionate about getting that into the public and getting, you know, people to really at least see that so they know that, you know, th there's a truth to it. That was a fascinating study because it, it said if someone sitting next to you had COVID and you were wearing a mask with the filtration system, you wouldn't get it on a plane. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and that, crazy. And that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you go to the grocery store and you have a better chance of catching it there. Man, especially amazing. with people not wearing the mask over their nose, but that's, right. we, we, yeah. won't, we won't go into that. I, yeah. <laughs> I ordered a mask yeah. that says the mask goes over your nose right there on the front. So <laughs> like a little chalk outline. Yes. That, that's fun. Yeah. Just shows you what your nose is and what. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Love it. So you, yeah. you've traveled to both Universal and Disney World and yep. uh, you felt safe in both. Can you kind of give your yeah. impressions of, of both parks and some of the measures that both companies have taken to ensure the, the safety of park goers? Absolutely. We've been to both many times. We were there last month. We're going back this weekend. Universal is doing a phenomenal job. They're knocking it out of the park. They are taking your temperature upon entrance into their hotel. So you literally maybe step two feet into the hotel and you've got your temperature being taken. And then you've got your hand sanitizer that you have to put on. And then they put a wristband on your wrist that you wear all day. And that's going to allow you to get into the parks or other hotels showing that you've had your, your temperature check and so on. They're, you know, making sure that they're requiring hand sanitizer before each attraction. They're wiping the seats down. They're doing so much spacing in any of the shows. It's crazy, which again is another great thing for those that don't want to be completely bombarded by hot, sweaty people. It's kind of nice to have, you know, that spacing. And the other thing that I like that they're doing is, you know, you, you really have to be stationary while you're eating with your mask off. So you're not using, hey, I'm going to pretend I'm eating or I'm going to pretend I'm drinking just so I can have my mask off and, you know, walk around with a straw in my mouth, uh -huh. which, you know. Mm -hmm. So it both Disney and Universal have 
you know, great things that they're doing. Disney, same thing. They're requiring hand sanitizer before each attraction. They're doing the stationary precautions while you're eating. And they're very huge on the type of mask that you're wearing where Universal will allow the gator. Right. And Disney does not allow the gator. They require the the mask that goes around your ear. So, you know, that's, I don't know the difference and the reasoning why one allows one and one doesn't, but they're both just doing a phenomenal job. There's been no uh, tracing back to the parks with anybody that's shown up positive, which is huge. They've been open since July. So, I feel great about both destinations. Somebody should mention that to the governor of California. Anyway. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, don't get me started. They did lay off. Disneyland just laid off 1,800 more people today, sadly. Well, it's crushing. And the true sad thing is it's not just those employees because, you know, in Anaheim, Disneyland is surrounded by other businesses that, I mean, I can't imagine they're doing that well. So. No, no. California is really just struggling. And it's so depressing because California, if you ask me what some of my favorite destinations are out of the country and in the States, California is on one of my top lists. So it's very sad that that they're going through what they're going through. I, I hope that something changes for them at some point soon. Me too. Well, I'm excited about what you're saying about Disney World because uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Mickey and I are both celebrating our 50th. That's coming oh, yay. And we've yay. just booked our tickets for September. My my daughter, I can't believe it. She's a senior in high school. My youngest daughter. Wow. So this is her senior trip. But I'm hoping in September that we'll at least feel a little bit like normal. You know what? And here's the great thing. September is months away and mm-hmm. we've made such great strides from just July right that if we keep going in this direction you know you're going to have an amazing trip you're going to have an amazing trip even if you go tomorrow right but right. they are doing a lot of reopening more restaurants and resorts so i really think that you know as long as we keep heading in this path, you're you're looking at a great time in September. And traditionally, well, think, yeah. traditionally September is a great time to go to Disney World. So that's Period, one of my favorite yeah. times. It is. We always go in September, or we we've gone once right after Martin Luther King, you know, that Monday off, and there was nobody there. But also right after Labor Day, we've always found that to be good. But I'm just going to say. Yeah. I, I think that they should let anybody turning 50 get in for free. That's all I'm saying. That's me and my wife. You know what? I'm not 50 yet, so I'm going to agree with that. I've got a couple years, and I think that that sounds fantastic. But I do want to bring up something while we're talking about it because it goes back to the supply and demand. Mm -hmm. It's a huge year for Walt Disney World Mm -hmm. in 2021. So you've regardless of people rescheduling, you've got this huge year coming up and it's going to be, you know, sought after people yeah. are yeah. really wanting to go there this year for the anniversary. So yeah. I'm glad to hear that you're booked and you have your dates, uh, you know, concrete and down because I think that it's going to be Walt Disney world is going to be one of the harder places to get in this year. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of catch up traveling. I, I've still got a, yeah. a trip credit sitting in United Airlines to California right now. And, uh, you know, like you were saying a while ago, people are, re, are having to postpone. And so now I think there will be a lot of catch up traveling yep. using this 100%. credit. Yeah. Well, you know, the term now more than ever has just about <laughs> been running to the ground. But, can you highlight some of the reasons that using a travel agent is even more important right now as we look at travel in 2021 and beyond that? Well, I'll go in depth, but uh, first off, I would just say 2020 and then drop the mic. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> people who book trips on their own spend days, if not weeks, on the phone trying to reschedule their own plans. Some of them had to fight for refunds that never came. You know, I, I think it was it bookit.com. One mm -hmm. of the OTAs, you know, had left people stranded in Mexico this year mm -hmm. and just closed up shops. So as agents, we actually have relationships with the people with humans at these companies that we can actually reach out to and say, listen, we're having a, you know, an issue getting a credit or we need help. We, we have a situation here that we need help with our clients. And we've got people with boots on the ground, either at the destination or in the actual company that can help us. So we, we are also following up on all the news, like Rob said, and earlier when we were talking about, we're forced to really, really educate ourselves on the protocols that these destinations and resorts are following. So I guess I would say if you had a pipe in your house that burst, you're not going to put a bandaid on it yourself. Yeah. You're not going to cut your own hair. You know, we're not going to be trimmed. Well, actually, that's probably a bad thing to say in 2020, because probably many people cut their own hair. I cut my year. own hair, but, you know, <laughs> I have two. So I, I, I didn't even think about that. People probably did cut their own hair this year. But in a normal world, you don't <laughs> cut your own hair. You have a professional do it. So, you know, we, we have a lot of great attributes as agents that I think that after a year like we had, so many people are going to value what we have to offer and we're, we're free. Our services are complimentary. So, I yeah. mean, it's almost a no brainer. You can book it yourself for the same price or you can get the complimentary services that a travel agent can offer. So it really yeah. is a no brainer. Well, I tell people you can, you can either have an advocate or you can have an 800 number. Which one do you want? So love it. Love it. Well, Stacy, we appreciate your time and your support of the show as always. And folks, mm -hmm. make sure you follow the Star Stuff Travel YouTube page for some great informational videos and follow the Star Stuff Travel blog. Stacy, thanks so much for being with us again. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much, guys. Have a great day. Right, you too. You too. Thank you. All right, we love having Stacy on the show and we thank her again for her time. So, Dan, at this point of the show, I have an important announcement to make. Are you ready? Okay, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> well, my family and I are going camping for the first time ever. You're kidding. You're speechless. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. I gotta, okay, wait. One question comes to mind. Yes. Have you looked at the camper to make sure there are no linoleum floors? Yes, yes. I, well, 
actually, we are going up to Foothills Farm where we recorded a video uh, episode yeah. that's going to be coming out soon. Okay. Yes, yeah. they do have linoleum floors, but they are not the linoleum that, that terrifies me. It's the wood, the faux wood looking linoleum. So I'm okay. Okay. Well, I'm still impressed because you're like me. We're not big campers. No. But I'm impressed, man. You're going to have a good time. It'll yeah. be fun. Well, so um, I'm going to have a bonus episode sometime detail. I mean, I can't let this go without yeah. recording some kind of, you know, some kind of uh, review of what what went down. Yeah. But we're also going to start the year, and I'm so excited about this. We're going to start the year with an episode that I've wanted to do since we started the show. We're mm-hmm. going to speak with Dr. Emily King about the psychology of the family vacation. Are there ways yeah, yeah. that we sabotage our trips before we ever leave the house? Yes, I feel like there are. Are there ways that we as parents can understand what our kids' expectations are of a vacation, what our own expectations are of a vacation, and can we manage these expectations? How do we deal with the stress of taking the extended family on vacation? You know, it's one thing to have your core family, but then when you start taking you know, your mom and dad or your spouse's mm-hmm. mom and dad. And then you've got aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews. And so everybody's got their own expectation of what the vacation is going to be like. How do you, how do you deal with that and still have a good time? So these are all yeah, questions that we hope this. to explore on the episode. Yeah. I know you've, you've traveled with your extended family before, Dan. It's, it's different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, I'm, I'm excited about this. You've, you've mentioned this show several times and uh, I think it's really going to be great for an understanding of the dynamic of how things work on these trips. Cause I I've been on many, many, many trips with a very extended family Yeah, and uh, everybody has their own thing. They do their own thing. They have their own expectations. I think it's going to be a great show. Well, and then, you know, you go to a place like Orlando, we're talking about Disney world and, and universal and I've I've read in the past that that's one of the worst places from a psychological standpoint to take a child because you can't possibly do everything that there is to do, right? So the kids leave feeling like they didn't yeah. do everything, and so you there's feel, always a disappointment. There. Yeah, and so you feel pressure as a parent knowing that you you know you're spending good money, right? And your and your kids yeah. walk away not happy. Well, that's not what you want. So we're going to look yeah. into all of that. That's going to be the show that leads off 2021. And I'm very, very excited about that with Dr. Emily King. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, great kickoff. Well, that does it for this show and for this year. Thank you all that have taken time to listen to the show 2020. We wish you all a healthy and happy holiday season. And please, if you're wanting to give the gift of travel this holiday season, please drop me an email at rjones, J-O-N-E-S, at starstufftravel.com, and I'll help you make that happen. Happy holidays, everyone. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.